many carriers and plans and TPAs have been doing the same thing for so long that when you sit down and finally say, how do you want to do this? Like, let's start from scratch. Uh, what would you do if you could do a better experience? Welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted, the show dedicated to innovation in the insurance industry. Each episode, you'll get a dose of thought leadership from the industry's top business minds, influencers, innovators, and executive leaders. If you want to transform your corner of the industry and exchange innovative ideas, you need to subscribe to this podcast. Now here's your host, Abel Travis. Hey everyone, welcome to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast, we dedicate our discussion to insurance innovation. So today I am excited to be speaking with Chris Heron. Now he is the CIO of VPay, a company that uses technology to facilitate billions of dollars in insurance payments and claims and the like. You know, Chris, it's an honor to have you here on the podcast. Welcome. Thanks very, very much. I'm excited to, uh, to have a conversation with you about claims payments. Absolutely. So, hey, before we get into that conversation, you know, I, I always like to, um, you know, make sure that the audience and those that are listening really get a chance to know who you are and, and um, just have a, a good understanding of, of your background. So, you know, as I look at your history in particular, it really doesn't lend itself overall to the insurance space, um, but you do have somewhat of a diverse background in technology. So, you know, if you don't mind, you know, talk to me a little, a little bit about your history prior to joining VPay. Yeah, you know, so VPay is a really interesting company because we sit between payments and fintech and insurance and reg tech. You know, it's kind of all three. So my background and expertise actually comes from the fintech and payments side. So prior to VPay, I spent a good seven or eight years at Heartland Payment Systems. Uh, they were the number five credit card processor in the U.S., uh, and so I came from the merchant side of payment processing. So really understanding all the issues that happen at the merchants and the payees and, uh, and how payments is, a, is an integral part to their, their business flow. Uh, and so I came from that to, to VPay, uh, which, like you said, is my, my first time in insurance. Uh, so I've been uh, with VPay now for three years uh, and have learned, um, uh, you know, a whole lot about insurance, a whole lot more than I thought I ever would about insurance. <laughs> you know, um, it's uh, it's interesting, right? Because I, I always see that uh, those that aren't from the insurance industry tend to look at things differently, right? And, you know, while you're learning a lot about insurance, you're taking everything that you've done in the fintech space um, and then applying it to what you all are now driving over at VPay. So, you know, if, if you don't mind, Chris, you know, talk to me about exactly what VPay's value proposition is and what's the problem that you all are solving uh, with that capability? Yeah, sure. So VPay has been around for, gosh, I think 18 years now, and they only we only do insurance claims payments. That's it. We don't do anything else. We only do insurance claims payments. Been doing it for 18 years. Uh, started really with warranty and automotive. Uh, that was our genesis, and our founders were, were from that space and really saw uh, a, a unique opportunity for innovation to use a virtual card to speed up payments and warranty. Uh, and they very quickly moved from warranty into medical. Uh, in medical TPAs uh, and all forms of medical. Uh, it could be dental or MedSup or uh, TPAs or plans. Um, and they really, you know, so what we've built over time is is the first B2B 
network uh, for insurance companies and, and um, uh, plans and uh, trying to pay uh, service providers, uh, you know, uh, doctors and, and providers and the like. Uh, and so our database has, you know, 11 years of data in it, preferences in it. Uh, our whole uh, our whole motto is to pay by choice. So what what we do is we take, you know, what were all the checks that are coming out of uh, any, any insurance company uh, in multiple different verticals, workers' comp, and we take those checks uh, with all the data. So the key thing in insurance is you got to marry the data to the money. You can't move the money without the data. And we specialize in moving both. And what we do then is work with the payees uh, in this database to figure out how do they want the money and how do they want their data. And what we've learned over all the years of doing this is the providers out there want different modalities from different payers. Uh, and so our, in our database, we have thousands of payors on the insurance side, insurance company side, paying 900,000 uh, unique payees. And, and those payees will have, they'll take ACH from some, they'll take check from some, and they'll take a virtual card from some. Uh, all for different reasons. And so we, we have that, that history of that data, and, and that's uh, the service that we provide is take what was checks uh, and, and, and no pays and, and EOBs and remits and all this stuff that had to get printed and mailed, and how do we move that faster? How do we make those electronic? Yeah, you know, um, I and, and I think uh, it, just in terms of the service, so I know VPay has been around for a long time, but as as I look at the insurance industry in general, right? You know, there are still carriers that don't provide the the different sort of modes of, of payment and may only use one or two methods to, to pay uh, those that are filing for claims. You know, and, and I, I'd like to use the example of workers' compensation, right? So if you take comp as an example, typically what, what's happening is, you know, the individual that might have been injured, the injured worker might now be off of work and they may be relying on that claim payment um, in order to support their family. So waiting for a paper check might not be conducive to be able for them to, to be able to pay their bills while they're off of work um, and, and so on, right? Which really creates a challenging customer experience for those that aren't providing different methods of payment. So, you know, Chris, you know, talk to me about how VPay is working, you know, with carriers to truly change that method uh, of, um, of not only payment, but also just change the customer experience in general. Yeah. And, and you know, there, there's, interestingly, there's two parts to that. There's two sides to that. There's the B2B side, which is really where, from the carrier side, if you, you know, look at the carrier's part of the equation, carriers and plans and everyone else want to get rid of checks. They want to get rid of printing and mailing checks. It's an expense. It's an expense they want to get rid of. They want to get rid of the phone calls coming in. They want to get rid of check fraud. They want to get rid of all the issues and problems with check. They also want a better claimant experience uh, and a better policyholder experience. But those checks and the, that data and those remits and those no pays are going to two different places that really have uh, innovation that, that applies to each. You have the B2B payments that go to the service providers, which is the bulk of the transactions, and they want to get paid and, you know, they want ACH for some stuff, check and cards, but then they want to do things like if it's under this dollar amount, I want this type. If it's over this dollar amount, I want this type. We have a, a national uh, lab, you know, the largest lab in the U.S. You, 
um, and they actually set up with us uh, in our database regional billing centers. So if it's to these zip codes, send it here. If it's to these zip codes, send it here. So all of these types of things are what the payees want for the, from the providers, right, the, the, that are receiving um, payments. Then the claimants, so there's a lot of different use cases where you can, uh, innovation makes for a much better claimant experience, speeds up the, the uh, payment process, uh, and that could be payments directly to the claimant in different ways. Uh, it could also be, uh, and we're seeing lots of movement in property and casualty as a new market for us. Uh, we're really excited about, we built some, some RPA-enabled technology uh, to, to fix and solve problems like multi-party checks. How do you solve the problem when you've got two parties, husband and wife, let's say, that are on a, on a, a policy and you need to make a payment to them? Well, right now you have to cut a multi-party check. Unless you're going to try to figure out which of those parties the other is endorsing over to. You, so we built a system that does that endorsement management, uh, mobile enabled, branded as the insurance company, uh, where the parties can go in and select who wants, who's going to get that payment. And then once they've done that, now you have the ability to capture and enroll for different modalities. Now you can get uh, pushed to debit. You know how you know how fast do you want this in your checking account. We can use your debit card and get it there in 15 minutes. We can use ACH and get it to you the next day, or we can, we can issue a check if you, if you want to use a check. So that kind of technology, that innovation opens up all kinds of options, especially in property and casualty and workers' comp, like you said. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, think, that, um, I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Especially as you're leveraging uh, technical capabilities like RPA and to, to the point that you mentioned a robotic process automation for those that are that are listening right to um, help to streamline you know some functions of the process that that you all are sort of laying out um, and you know and, and, and I, I want to sort of go down this path of innovation right because that's it, it sounds like innovation has been key to the success um, to you know how successful be uh, VPay has been over time right you know so you know you, you mentioned that um, you know as you're leveraging innovative technologies and, and capabilities as a part of your process that it's helping you to do a multitude of things in regards to um, your capability and then, then how that's working either on the, the, the B2B side or, um, you know, uh, the uh, enabling the, the carriers and others to get that payment out to the claimants. Now, you know, with, with that said, uh, there are other organizations out there that could be considered your competitors, and um, and and because you and I are talking, I'm not going to mention them here. But um, but how are you all instilling that spirit of innovation to ensure that you all are staying on uh, sort of the leading side of the competition in this market? You know, to, to make sure that you're always providing um, innovative ways to engage with the partners that are leveraging your platform. Yeah, no, great, great question. So what I would say is first things first, what we do is, is one of three, you know, there's really only three things that a carrier or insurance company or TPA, you know, does or carriers really uh, plans. They underwrite risk, they adjudicate claims somehow, and then, then they make payments. And that's it, right? That's the flow is, is, is underwrite the risk, adjudicate the claim, make the payment. We go in and take over that whole last leg, turnkey, all of your payments, doesn't matter what it is, 
we're going to take all that in-house. So first things first, you know, the innovation is really important, but you got to have the scale and the size to do that, right? So, you know, we talk to a lot of people that say, ah, you can't handle our volume. You know, we we handle over 20 billion a year in, in volumes. Uh, and so you have to have that base to work on. You've got to have that foundation. You got to have all the security. You have to have HIPAA. PCI, SOC 1, SOC 2, NACHA, you know, we have all the compliance that goes with all this because you've got to build that trust. you got to build that trust for a carrier or a plan or a TPA to say, I'm going to give you one of the three things that I really do at the, you know, at the end of the day. So we, we, do, we start with that. We start with building that trust. And then what we help um, the plans and carriers understand is the B2B payments, while they're, they're you know, they're they're kind of boring, right? They are the bulk of what you do in terms of volume, and they are the opportunity that actually helps enable the innovation, especially in B2C. And what I mean by that is um, we show the, the our customers and, and the insurance companies how they can save money, uh, all this money that they were spending on print and mail of checks to all their providers out there, take that expense, and instead of spending it on that, you can now shift that to innovation and B2C and, and using RPA tools and push to debit and all these great things that enable a better claimant experience, you know, particularly in workers' comp and, and property and casualty. You know, those areas are really ripe for that, that kind of experience. Uh, and, but, you're, but to do that, the B2B is the enabler. The B2B is what helps drive that and you can get rid of all of the stuff that you don't need to do anymore that's not adding value and shift your efforts and energies and, and money, frankly, uh, to being able to do the things uh, that do add value, that, that are the things that you can actually uh, put in marketing collateral and, and have a Super Bowl commercial about, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, and that's what really makes me excited is to help the companies, not just on the, the sure, uh, there's a, we have tools and, 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 and really cool uh, automation, RPA, and, and fancy words uh, to solve this endorsement management problem, but really looking at the big picture, we take the all of the payments. It doesn't matter what it is. And, you know, some of the, our, our, you know, some folks are surprised, you know, workers comp, you know, we have some of the largest workers comp payers, our, our clients, you know, 20 to 30% of what they send out are no pays, are simply notices, right? That's part of what we take. We're not moving any money at all. We just find a way to take what would have been a printed and mailed no pay, $0 payment notification, and we make that electronic and save everybody money. So, you know, that's part of the equation as well is, is taking uh, all of the payments and then shifting that expense from the, 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 what, you know, the checks and paper to innovative technologies. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially as, as you start to think about the economics around the claims segment um, and then what it takes not only to pay a claim, but also all of the sort of the workflows and the process in between. Um, and it, it really does sound like, um, you know, you all are doing it in a way that's really um, enabling the sort of the dissipation of some of the friction that's in, in that part of the process between the B2B components, right? You know, with, between the carriers, the payers, the the healthcare providers and, and, and those um, organizations, uh, you know, to, to really help hone in on the streamlining of that capability without having 
having um, either of those parties really need to, you know, delve um, deeper with with their own resources and, and so on um, into that part of the process. Right. You know, so so to me, when, when I look at it holistically, what, what that tells me is that, you know, it really is helping to not only streamline the process, but also um, improve the economics around claims, especially this payment portion of, of the claims process. You know, so. So, you know, as, as as I think about that, right, you know, so um, so there are um, technology enablers that's helping you all to enable that part of the process. But, you know, I, I'd like to hear more about um, what the carriers or what the others that are in the process are are now doing, um, knowing that, you know, they're working and partnering with VPay to help to drive that efficiency in the process. So where are they now sort of shifting their um, resources to innovate the, the rest of the insurance process? Yeah, great, great question. So, you know, like in, 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 let's take property and casualty because it, it's such a unique space that has some really interesting problems. You know, we're seeing folks now that can take what was expensed to sending out a bunch of checks. Uh, and, and, you know, we know all the carriers, all the plans have, have fought long and hard to sign up as much as they can in network on ACH. And that may be with an EDI, uh, with an 835 or, or some other electronic transmit for the remit remittance advice. Um, you know, everyone's uh, spent a bunch of time and everyone has had various forms of success and everyone has a bunch of their payments that go out that are not in network, right? That are that are going to be on checks and, and on paper. Uh, in, in property, you know, we really were helping those uh, those, those in, in automotive or in, in uh, property where they can take that expense, um, we make that expense go away, uh, and then they can take those, we can take that and use that to make some innovations. Properties got some, and automotive's got some really interesting uh, claimant experiences. And some of those claimant experiences are B2C, where you're interacting directly with the claimant to move money to the claimant. Uh, that could be a single claimant, uh, or that could be the multi-party claimants. You know, the husband and wife example. But property also has this really interesting example where use case of um, it's not a B to C payment; it's a B to B payment. But there's a claimant in the middle. You know, so this is your out-of-network body shop payment. Uh, you may have experienced this yourself, or you know, know it well. Where where uh, you're a third-party claimant to an insurance carrier, and and uh, and you take your car to your dealership or your body shop, and it's out of network. So you know, most likely, many carriers are going to cut you a check, uh, and and you then have to deal with a body shop for a payment. Well, what if you could reimagine that to say? Uh, I'm going to send them uh, an email, let them come into my system, let them uh, approve that they got their vehicle, uh, let them uh, extinguish the claim. Uh, yep, everything's good. I'm done. I'm going to extinguish this claim. I want this body shop paid. And even though the, ca the insurance carrier has no relationship with that body shop, we, VPay in the middle, will then issue a virtual card to that body shop because that's what we do all day. So we'll issue a virtual card to that body shop. They run it uh, instantly, give the car over to the claimant. Uh, a much better experience all the way around. No more checks have to fly around to the claimant who then has to pay the body shop. And we have PNC and automotives coming to us because everyone's starting to realize you can shorten the duration of the claim and thus shorten the duration of your rental car. 
So now you don't have four days of extra rental car expense. You can cut that rental car expense off and extinguish the claim you know, that much faster. So it's that time value of money that if we can f- take all those you know, use cases for checks that are out there today, and there's lots of reasons for them, but uh, turning those into electronic payments with the electronic remit, you know, how do they want that remit, uh, which is just as important. Uh, is is really key to innovation on on the the insurance payments. Yeah, you know, and and I think that's a, that's an excellent example, right? You know, even from my own um, history and experience, and and going through this process using a a third party body shop that um that I wanted to use versus one that was in the insurer's recommended network. You know, um, what 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 you start to see is that the speed to number one getting the repair done and then receiving your car tends to take a, a longer payment of t- a longer period of time. Um, unless uh, you, let's say, as an individual, as a part of that process, um, you know, uh, can pay for the difference up front while you're waiting for the difference in the in the check to be received by the uh, from the insurance carrier. Right. You know, um, so um, a lot of times the body shop isn't going to release your your vehicle until the full payment is made. And that's um, from the deductible all the way through, uh, you know, what the expectation is um, to get paid uh, by um, from from the insurance carrier. You know, so um, I, I think that's an excellent example, because to your point, you know, you're really starting to take days out of the process which then changes the customer experience all around it changes the customer experience for the the policyholder that's waiting to get their car back all the way through to the body shop that doesn't have to wait you know let's say a net 30 or a very long time to get paid for the parts that they already expended uh, money on and for the work that they've done. You know, so um, uh, all around, I, I see what you all are, uh, are doing as a part of what's really aiming to shift and change that customer experience. Now, you know, with that said, um, there are so many examples as a part of the insurance process in which you're seeing the expectations around what customers are hoping to experience change. And, you know, beginning to adapt based on customer expectations from other segments, you know, so that sort of begs the the question as to, you know, how do you um, ensure that as you're really trying to shift customer experience throughout the entire life cycle, that you're helping carriers to continue to attract um, not only, uh, you know, the end customer, but also, you know, have um, or ensure that those carriers are providing a better experience to the other, let's say, B2B organizations like that body shop. That's a part of that process. You know, how are you ensuring that that plays out? Yeah, great question, Abel. So this is the fun part of my job as CIO. Uh, you know, every once in a while, sales lets me go out and actually do whiteboard sessions with, uh, you know, some clients or prospective clients. And and this is what I love. And it's it's so fun to sit down and, and take, you know, many carriers and plans and TPAs have been doing the same thing for so long that when you sit down and finally say, how would you? How do you want to do this? Like, let's start from scratch. Uh, uh, never mind that you think you have to send a check out for this. Uh, what would you do if you could do a better experience? So, and we see we see this coming up in in lots of different ways. 
on the B2B side, you know, we, we have large plans that we work with that have really, you know, spent a lot of effort to, to move as much as they can to ACH, but still come to us and see opportunity and say, all right, we've got some stuff that's not ACH and it's out of network and we, we need to find ways to reduce the, the, this, the expense, but also make for faster payments so we can extinguish these claims faster uh, and a better experience all the way around. You know, so it, uh, an example that, you know, one I just talked to someone about was uh, emer- emergent care. So the, these plans, uh, you know, large state plan of New York, yeah, I was talking to and, and others, you know, uh, these plans have problems with some out-of-network payments that, that how, do you, how do you make payments for emergent care out of, plan, out of your network uh, and, and out of your region uh, with the regulations around it? That's this, you know, fairly difficult to figure out greatest of three rule uh, of, you know, how much you're going to pay for that. You know, it's, it's got to be the greatest of, uh, of what was in your network and what's, you know, maybe customary and reasonable in the region. And, and uh, I think the third one is Medicare. Uh, but, you know, this really convoluted uh, formula to figure out what to pay uh, for emergent care across on the other side of the, the U.S., that's going to take weeks or months to do. And nobody in the process wants that. The carrier doesn't want that. And the the ER uh, doesn't want that on the other side. How do you how do we shorten that? And one way to shorten that is is to use uh, you know electronic payments and, and a virtual card, uh, for example, uh, negotiate a settlement uh, and say, look, you know, if you'll take this virtual card and extinguish this claim right now, uh, you know, here's what we're willing to pay, or we can go through the process and it'll take us, you know, it'll take uh, you know 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it is, uh, you know. And so we're seeing lots of people come up with uh, these examples of uh, it really adds value for everybody if you can shorten these cycles. Uh, if we can shorten this payment cycle because everybody's wanting to get their money faster and they want to get their data faster. Uh, you know, other great examples that we see uh, back on the property side are, you know, catastrophic damage, which I know is near and, and dear to your heart. Uh, you know, I think you've got some experience there. Uh, so uh, go, we've got lot, you know, insurance companies coming to us going, we got to find a better way to do catastrophic damage. We got to find a better way to enable faster payments. Uh, how do we, uh, you know, lots of folks have tried different things. Uh, you know, plastic was tried uh, uh, for for quite a while, how can we use plastic cards in the field? There's pros and cons to plastic, um, uh, and, and there's some challenges there. But now with new technologies like push to debit, uh, you can transfer to anyone's uh, bank account in 15 minutes. Good funds model, and it shows up on any debit card. Uh, and in fact, if you don't have a, a debit card. Uh, go to Walmart and get a prepaid card, and we'll transfer the money to that prepaid card, and it shows up in 15 minutes. Now you can use it for your hotel, your clothes, uh, whatever you need. And so we're we're seeing, you know, when we use these examples, and I talk to various carriers, you know, they come up with really creative things. Uh, one one uh, PNC client of ours said, you know what, that's great, we love it. Uh, we don't do catastrophic damage like that, uh, but uh, we insure truckers, uh, and these truckers tend to run people off the road uh, in the middle of nowhere, Texas. 
uh, which uh, you know, I'm from nowhere, Texas, so I, I know that I, I know that place well. Uh, so you know, how do they? The, all the claimants are third-party claimants. They have no relationship. It's not policyholders. It's third-party claimant because um, you know the, the policyholder is the trucker. So how do they help that claimant that just got run off the road um, by a truck? How do they get money in their hands so they can get a hotel? Um, because they're going to have to have their car towed to a town, and, and they're going to have to stay at the town while their car is getting repaired. You know, how can they reduce risk, and you know, potentially reduce uh, uh, you know legal uh, uh, and liabilities? How can they make this process faster and better for that claimant, uh, so they can try to uh, get through the claims process as easy as possible? And 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 that they came. You know, I was chatting with them about examples, and that was their light bulb moment is we would love to be able to push money to these claimants that are that have um, that are filing a claim and, and in the middle of nowhere and need a hotel room yeah a- absolutely and again you know as, as you think about that you know um and, and that's a another really great example of how you're looking to uh, uh or how you're not even that you're looking to how you are transforming the the customer experience and in the end you know what winds up happening is i think at least that you know, it drives, um, you know, a, a better perception of the carriers that's, that's changing that experience for the customer. So, so I, I do think that it's something that's, you know, beneficial all throughout the life cycle and the value chain of, you know, the claim and, and, and the payment that goes along with that. Now, you know, with that said, you know, I, um, Chris, I, I'd love to, you know, switch gears and, and just talk about the the bigger picture of innovation. So, you know, as as I uh, begin to look at what you all are doing and then align it with a lot of the transformations that we're starting to see play out in the insurance industry, you know, there's there's so many areas that's being innovated, uh, you know, just just across the entire insurance value chain. Um, so, you know, from, from your vantage point, you know, are there some trends that you're seeing between the carriers, the agents, and in the vendor space um, in relation to how they're using technology and then um, leveraging technology to innovate their um, their organizations and just innovate the insurance life cycle. Yeah, so we definitely see some some trends. We see a lot of noise, as you can imagine, uh, a lot of uh, confusion about different things. You know, so I, I'll answer it from a couple different standpoints. You know, one that we we see a lot of confusion around because we sit between fintech and payments uh, and all the challenges that come with the payment side. So payments has its own regulations. Uh, you know, KYC, OFAC, uh, MTM, all, all those problems with mo- mo- uh, you know movement of money. Straddle that with uh, insurance and all the regulations on the insurance side. You know, one thing one thing that we are seeing, frankly, is is folks are trying to decide uh, where do they expend their energy uh, when they're thinking of innovation. So both of those sides are moving really quickly. You know, both of those sides are are uh, you know coming up with really new creative solutions. But the question is, can you do both? Uh, and what I mean by that is there's always going to be new payment types that come out. So if you're if you're focused on uh, better adjudication and using AI uh, in your 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 claims process, uh, that's you know driving value for you. Do you also want to try to figure out uh, all the pros and cons and issues with you know Zelle or and you know uh, push to debit or any other uh, pushed style uh, uh, payment? Uh, and so what we're seeing is 
people focusing more on what where they can get the benefit out of uh, innovation and letting other people deal with uh, those parts where uh, they don't you know see the benefit of getting of that innovation so i we do see focus like if i'm going to spend money and time and effort in innovation how do i focus that on on an area um, you know, so within the technologies, we see lots of, you know, robotic process automation uh, is important to us. We see RPA being used by lots of uh, our clients, uh, the automation of manual processes uh, throughout the chain. I think RPA is a, is a great underlying technology uh, to enable that. Um, I mentioned noise. Uh, you know, we see, you know, some noise around um, uh, you know, blockchain or distributed ledger uh, in general, uh, and and you know what I when people ask about distributed ledger or, or, or blockchain and and uh, you know its disruption in in payments uh, or its disruption in the claims processing claims payment chain from the carriers to providers or or you know and what I say is. I, what we know is the providers that are out there, the medical providers or the body shops or any other service provider, we know they want different forms of payment, they want different modalities, and they even want their data in different ways. The same payee wants their 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 information, their data, and their money in different ways from different payers. So new things are always going to come along. Uh, and and so you know if if the, a blockchain standard comes out or distributed ledger uh, comes out as an ED for transmission of uh, HIPAA data uh, for you know eight, you know to replace uh, or augment 835 and really enhance it, great you know we're going to be all on board uh, we're supportive we're going to enable it, uh, but we all know and what we have learned over time is same thing was true with ACH. Right when ACH came out, everyone said, "Great, it's going to be ACH835, and that's what everyone's going to move to." And and we we know uh, 20 years later, or however many years later, that's simply not the case. Uh, that people, there's different uh, reasons that people are going to want different choices. What I you know what I suggest to, to folks, especially on the the carrier side or TPAs, is uh, you know try to find ways that you can. Uh, make plugging those different things in easier, uh, and so the more the more you can find ways to to make that modular, so you can plug those things in and not care, or if you, or add a new type, or uh, you know bolt those things on without it being disruptive to your business process, uh, you know the better, right? That's that's really what you want to do is is you want to make your side as flexible as possible because those things are going to come up. Uh, and you know, and that's if you're you're really wanting to do things, you know, yourself. Let's say you want to build uh, those technologies in house, or you can you can look to partners uh, like VPay and say, I'm going to send VPay one file and and let them figure it out, and they can add on four or five new technologies as they come along, um, and 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 I get them you know for free. Uh, and, and so uh, you know, I I definitely see there's uh, on the insurance side, I think a focus on on how do we focus our energies uh, for the, to get that best bang for the buck. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, and, and just to go back to something that you said around noise, right? Um, you know, just using blockchain as an example, uh, you know, I, I, I do actually look at, at least right now, because there's not really a solid use case, um, even though there's some research going on um, into how it's going to be um, transformation, uh, transformational and applicable to the insurance space. You know, I, I do see that as something that's noise at this point in time, until we could define a real business case 
to leverage the technology capability. You know, um, so I think to the point that you're making, organizations aren't going to be looking to go down one path. Like same thing with the ACH. You're going to be looking for optionality to help to solve the business need. And that optionality is going to be completely different depending on the organizations that are looking to work within that construct. So, you know, um, I, I think, you know, um, at how you all are looking at um, leveraging technology to meet business needs, I, I think it's pretty solid in terms of the way that you're using it under the, the spirit of innovation. So, you know, you know with, with that said, as you look down the line for VPay, you know, what does it, so even though you all have been around for quite some time, you know, what do you think the next few years is going to look like as a part of your growth and transformation? Yeah, great question. So our, our focus right now really is building up our the technologies and services to help in property uh, to take our experience from medical and and uh, you know all the years in the medical uh, various forms of medical, including workers comp. Uh, workers comp is an interesting one, by the way. We we kind of treat workers comp more as medical, even though it often falls in with you know casual property and casualty, uh, but it looks and feels more like a medical payment. Uh, you know, we, we've we've spent a bunch of time there, and to take those lessons and take that, uh, you know, take the scale that we built there and apply it into new markets. So apply it into property and casualty, like I said, um, and apply it into other markets. You know, we see a lot of movement and a lot of interesting things in consumer-directed health. Uh, so this is consumers that are are making payments uh, and out of you know HSA FSA accounts for example a uh, lot of opportunities there to to make uh, more of those electronic uh, you know it's funny it, our platform works for anything that is an insurance like payment uh, from a, a some kind of insurance company to some kind of provider or or claimant. There's a ton of verticals that we've actually looked at that are that are pure check right now, uh, and and uh, are just great opportunities for us to uh, to dive into. Uh, I saw someone I was talking to someone the other day about opportunity, and and uh, uh, he asked, he goes, you know, have, have you ever thought about uh, uh, pet insurance? Uh, and I looked at him like he was crazy. I'm like, what What are you talking about? And he's like, it's actually like a 2 to $3 billion market, and it's uh, pretty much all check, uh, but all vets take card. You know, it's a great use case for uh, virtual card technology. It's the same. It's that that vertical is almost the same as we saw in warranty payments, you know, uh, uh, 15 years ago. Uh, you know, where they're, they're, they'd love to have a better way uh, to move the money, but they're not going to set up. Um, they're not going to set up ACH. Uh, it doesn't work as well in that kind of model. Uh, you know, so a virtual card actually plays great in that model. Um, you know, dental is another great example of a vertical where there, there's, uh, there's uh, it's a perfect opportunity where there's tons of checks that are still uh, being issued. So our, you know, we've done some market studies. It's, it's a, there's a, what's amazing to me in domestic U.S. only, uh, there is trillions of dollars of greenfield opportunity uh, that is still uh, slow, uh, painful, paper-based uh, payments and claims processing that, that we think uh, is, is just opportunity for us to, to automate and innovate. Absolutely. You know, so, hey, Chris, you know, um, 
One of the questions that I that I always ask, right, and that's to help to sort of bring home what you and I are talking about here uh, for the listeners, um, and, and it really surrounds innovation. So, you know, there are folks that are listening that are trying to change the status quo in their own organizations and really bring a spirit of innovation and transformation, you know, to do what you've been doing over at VPay. So, you know, if you had a piece of advice to give any one of those listeners, you know, what advice would you give them to do just that? Oh yeah, that's a that's a great uh, question. So my advice is is especially as we we talk, and I'm talking to counterparts. Let's say uh, you know innovation officers and product officers and CIOs at different insurance companies um, is it's it's easy to go in and, and you can find lots of opportunities uh, to make your your internal case. Um, you need to figure out what your driver is. We have some clients uh, that come to us because they are hugely financially motivated to get rid of expense. Uh, you know, uh, just categorically, uh, TPAs often are, are very focused on that, uh, where they don't have that, they don't care about that policyholder or claimant experience as much. They care about, I've got $4 million I'm spending a year on check processing, how do I get rid of that? So in that case, your your stakeholder is really the CFO, and your CFO is going to be your best friend and help you drive this project. Other groups internally are, are going to be, you know, have questions and you have to help them through the process. Uh, provider management teams uh, are often the first to raise their hand and say, wait a minute, I don't want a bunch of phone calls. Like, I hear you, you want to go do, you know, you know, get rid of this paper and you're going to outsource this to VPay. Uh, but if I get a thousand phone calls tomorrow of, of providers complaining, uh, that's not going to work. Right. And so you have to you know, go in eyes wide open that you need to work with the provider management and help allay their concerns and fears. Now, other companies, the driver is absolutely not getting rid of the expense. In fact, they don't care about the expense. They care about that claimant experience. They want to be able to compete uh, in the market and, and with better claimant experience and better policyholder experience. If that's your internal drivers, then then go grab that that you know claims uh, the claimant teams, uh, grab that you know if you're that innovation officer, uh, and come up with that proof of concept. Come up with that one use case that will demonstrate the value. And on that side, the claimant side, you know, I, I usually suggest that that um, service provider payment, so that. B2B payment with the C in the middle is, a, is, is often the easiest one to start with. Uh, and that, the reason there's a reason for that. As you get into claimant payments where the claimants can direct funds, you got to get a little more careful and a, a few more teams are going to raise their hand, specifically security and legal uh, are, and risk are going to get a little more concerned because now we're moving money and the person can choose where that money goes. So you, there are things that we help our clients work through around fraud uh, to prevent fraud in those models. But the B2B flow that I gave, the, the, the example I gave with that body shop with the, the, third, the claimant in the middle is, is actually great because there is uh, much less uh, risk. Uh, in fact, it's, it's almost no risk uh, because the claimant is just approving the payment to a body shop. The data was passed to us directly, so it's, it's out of band. Uh, you know, there's nothing. So if, if the, the claimant's phone was hacked, or you know, you, you don't run any risk there. Um, and and so th that's a very simple, low risk, 
Everyone can kind of get their heads around it pretty quickly, uh, and it's a great demonstration. And once you get that kind of flow in, uh, it, it just opens up the world, and everyone says this is great, and you can start uh, expanding. Um, but when you're doing that, then then we very quickly talk about, hey, if you want to pay for this innovation, by the way, that B2B payment you have over there actually pays for all this innovation. So we, we typically work with the clients then uh, to get those B2B payments turned into electronic and drive that B2C innovation. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, hey, Chris, you know, um, I, I do want to say thank you. You know, I, I do appreciate having the time to talk to you about, you know, what you all are doing over at VPay. If there is um, anyone out there that's listening that wants to know more or, you know, get in contact with your team to potentially, um, you know, strike a partnership, you know, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, you can go to our website, uh, vpayusa, V as in Victor, P-A-Y-U-S-A.com, uh, and our contact information is out there. Uh, you can also look me up directly. Be glad to uh, chat, answer questions, or and think about innovation. I, you know, I love this uh, love this podcast that you do. It's it's uh, you know, listened through a bunch of them myself uh, and learned a ton. So thanks for all the, all the work you do on this, uh, really helping everybody uh, in this space with innovation. Oh no! Thank you, um, and thank you for again for you know coming on and talking about the innovations that you all have going on at VPay. I, I know uh, myself, of course, and and the audience that's listening to this absolutely appreciates it. So, hey, Chris, you know, once again, uh, thank you. I truly appreciate it, and I'm going to continue to follow the successes of VPay in this space. Thanks, Abel. This has been great. Thanks for listening again to the episode of the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast. Of course, I love having folks like Chris on the show to talk about the transformations that their organizations have been going through for quite some time, you know, so hopefully you're continuing to get a lot out of this podcast. If this is your first time listening, hit that subscribe button. And if you get value, share it with your other colleagues across the industry. So once again, thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.